on Wednesdays, we drink. Cheers, babe. Cheers. Cute. <laughs> My super heavy mugs. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so what's in our super heavy mugs? This is going to be like a long-ish intro of what we're drinking before we actually start drinking because yeah. because it's it's needed. So what are we what's going on? What's in our glass? Well, we haven't take we haven't uh, taken a sip yet because no. um I'm I'm scared. <laughs> and this is a new thing for both of us. Neither one of us have had this before. So Yes. So because I am really involved in this book called Gracefully You by Jenna Dewan. It's like her autobiography. Um, so yeah, I've been reading and really inspired by her words, trying to be a better me. Um, so I came across this glowing green smoothie recipe. And Sasha, you know, she's been talking about wanting to better herself as well. Mm-hmm. We're on this journey. Yeah, better ourselves from the inside out. Um, so yeah, I was like all on board to do it, but when I read the ingredients, bananas is one of the main ingredients, so. Now normally this is not an issue. You would assume there's going to be some fruit and some veggies in a glowing green smoothie, so I'm sure any of you listening to this who don't know Nani as well as I do is like, okay, so what? Who cares about bananas being on the list? Why is it a big deal that bananas are part of the ingredient list? Because I haven't eaten a banana in, I want to say, over 10 years. That's probably right. Like, I, like I'm like i telling you right now, you guys are probably like, oh, you're bullshitting. Nope. If you like smoothies, there's banana. No, nope. I purposely order it without bananas. She will comb through every ingredient list and be like, not that one, not that one, can't do that. I know that the naked smoothies that they sell, like, prepackaged, pre-made, I would purposely look for the one that didn't have bananas. And it was really rare, but, mm-hmm. yeah. You can find it. I just avoid – I avoid it at all costs. Why do you hate them? Like, is it the texture? Is it the flavor? Like, what, what makes you hate bananas so much? Well, I feel – I feel like my parent, well, not my parents. I, I wouldn't say my mom, but it's my dad. He always thought, like, oh, bananas are super healthy, which they are. They're good for you. They're good no for shade. you. But he would try to – like incorporate into our like breakfast all the time and it's just like oh is that like the banana on cereal thing no not that like bananas on waffles bananas on pancakes okay and I was like I don't like it it's like why is it here (laughs) can I just have the pancake please and then okay so you know growing up with my little sister she would eat breakfast with me too and when she was born I would help take care of her whatever she fucking loved bananas but she couldn't process it and she would throw it up and just all the time. And I don't understand why my parents would give this poor child a whole banana as it was. But she just, for some reason, she loved it, but she would throw up. Oh, gross. And it was just, like, all over her, and I could just smell banana and Banana throw up. Because that's not Ugh. just, like, the regular smell of a banana. That's the throw up smell of a banana. That's a different smell. That's not okay. And I just remember I'm so scarred from this one moment. So, <laughs> Nikki, emotional like, trauma. She was this little cute child, and my mom was like, "Okay, we're gonna go to Target. Target's down the street from our house, <laughs> literally down the street from our house." So, mom decides to yet again give Nikki this fucking giant banana. Oh god! And Nikki's like snacking on it hardcore, like <laughs> ate that shit up. 
She's like, this is life. This is everything. We get buckled in the car. My mom is probably where your house is, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're here on the street. So she made it a solid minute and a half from Down her the- door. <laughs> <laughs> Down the street. Nikki turns to me and is like, uh-oh. <laughs> Throws up all over her like jacket, her her freaking pants. No. Everything. Oh. And my mom is like, oh, I don't want to turn back. Wipe her up. <gasps> try to get as much of the vomit off, we're just going to go to Target real quick. And I was like, are you serious? Oh, my God. No. No. Yeah. I just love that Nikki turned and goes. Fuck bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that Nikki turned and goes, uh-oh, before she throws up. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's like solid little kid life right there. That's excellent. I love that. And I mean, it's not her fault. No. But it is her fault that I hate bananas. It's not her fault that she Ugh. puked as a child. Children, it happens to them. No. No. (laughs) I don't care. No. So with all that preamble, I'm so fucking excited to watch you try and drink this smoothie down. Guys, I might die. You're not gonna die. You're not don't throw up on me. (laughs) I know. You turn to me and go, "Uh uh-oh. I'm running. I'm gonna run. No. I know, and Sasha has this beautiful uh, It's like white white shag shag rug. (laughs) And my white comforter right next to it. I do not need throw up in here. Green throw up. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I think that would be the end of our friendship. Like, Get the fuck out. I don't want you. This episode would end right now. <laughs> we would not finish it. <laughs> like I'm posting it as is. This is what this is. I'm not going to throw up, okay? I have self-control, but... I, I'm not sure I'm going to like it. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. But yeah, no, it's it's the running joke of my family. Mm-hmm. They love to torture me with bananas. They'll buy me anything banana. Not that it's flavored, but it's just like banana bags, banana t-shirts, uh, cups, mugs, anything. And they're like, haha, because you hate bananas. I think there was a, a birthday of yours a couple years ago where your mom bought you, like, five different banana-themed things for your birthday, and it was like, that is... I got a banana flask, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, what else? It was, like, stationary. I have a banana luggage tag. Yeah, it was, it was a bunch of shit. random shit, and I was like, this is hilarious, because this took, like, effort right here to find this much banana-themed crap to just have. Yeah, and then I, I also remember another banana thing that is just like... Yes. <laughs> Wrong. On so many <laughs> levels. Wrong. So Ugh. there's Anyways. this banana, and it's like a plastic, it's a plastic banana. It looks like, you know, the, the fake bananas that you give your kids? Like, like the little fruit play- toys? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're going to play grocery store, and you have like a bunch of little plastic fruit? Yeah, yeah it looks like that. So... My mom is, like, waiting for me to open this. And everyone's like, shh, 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 she's going to open it. And I'm like, what the fuck is like, this? What the fuck? So Why? I open this banana. It's a dick. It's a penis. It's a dildo. Let's be specific. A squirt dildo. Like, it's some novelty type mm-hmm. of toy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Her mom dies laughing. I was like. They're laughing. I was like, you guys are Wow. Crazy. Yeah. So the banana <sighs> hatred has it's been real. years deep. And the toying with you over bananas has been many, many, many years. But we're going to try this, and it's not going to be terrible, and you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. I have anxiety, guys. Take a deep breath. We're going to take a sip. 
and you're going to just tell the people how it is. And then I will give the real reaction of someone who doesn't hate bananas and says that it's just a regular fucking smoothie. All right, all right. We'll do it. We'll do it right now. You ready? You ready? Take a sip. Do it. Do Do it with me. (laughs) It just... (laughs) Are you okay? That's a thick-ass smoothie, first it's of all. It's really thick. I'm it's like, really I feel thick. like I have to chew while drinking this. It's not that banana-y. You can taste it, but it's not that much banana. Oh, I can't. Really? Two sips and you're tapping out? Uh, listen to this, guys. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, mad. I'm exaggerating. It's not that bad. It's just, it's very banana-forward. I mean, I can tolerate the spinach, the lettuce, the celery. Um, you can definitely taste... You can kind of taste the apple. You can taste the apple for sure. Yeah. But a thing I did not, or it was kind of improvised with strawberries Mm -hmm. because when I was blending this, I was like, this smells like straight bananas. I need something. Give me something else. And so I put strawberries in there. I feel like you can taste all the fruit. Like you can taste the apple. You can taste the pear. You can taste the banana. You can taste the strawberries. Definitely taste the banana. Oh my God. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. So Jenna Dewan, I'm sorry. No. (laughs) I'll it's probably drink me. it. I'll drink it. Yeah, well, that's why you're going to keep it here. But... That's that's fine with me. I'm like, as far as green smoothies go, this tastes pretty regular for, like, all of the kinds of green smoothies that I've had. It tastes a little bit like lettuce and a little bit like fruit. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, like, I can totally get past the the greens of it all, but the banana, no. I'm sorry. As you're drinking it. Oh, my gosh. No. I have zero issues over here. She's living her best life. You're just like, fuck it, struggling. I'm just going to drink the rest of this while I'll you talk. I'll make Matt drink the rest of it. Does he hate any of the things that are in it? He looked at it and was like, what the fuck are you drinking? <laughs> Green goo. That's what we're drinking. Yeah. Just sludging it down. Anyway. Anyway, that was fun. I'm happy. You was didn't, it, though? You no. didn't get as crazy as I thought you were going to get, so I'm, like, super proud of you for that. I, I just, I don't know. I, I was full ready for, like... Was it? A dramatic gag reflex response. I'm not that dramatic. No. That's true. That would have been me. If it was something I didn't like, yeah, I would have been that dramatic. that's like you trying to swallow pills. Like, no. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm not that dramatic trying to swallow pills. I mean, no, I probably am that dramatic. Yeah. It's a struggle. That's and just, I'm like, I'm you just... don't have to do it. Spit it out. <laughs> Stop. Why are you doing this to yourself? God, medicine and I, we, I have a hard time, you guys. I have a hard time. Uh, whatever. I get past it. I'm okay. Um, yeah, so we did that. I'm so proud of you. I'm like, you only got two I'm sips. I'm proud of myself. You but... got two sips in, but I'm still proud. I'm proud that you even wanted to try it on your self-care journey. I, I think that's great. Growth. <laughs> Look at that fucking growth, people. Look at that. Just growing all over the place. Yeah, would I do it again? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Nani's book and her desire to try this smoothie and all of that jazz kind of inspired our theme for today's episode. So we're talking a bit about um, personal growth and self-care and really being able to identify those moments in your life when you've become overwhelmed or when you need to like reevaluate what you're doing and, and take a hard look at it and say... Am I doing the healthiest thing for myself? Am I making the best decisions for myself? And how to change it, how to move forward, where to, what what you do to get yourself into a better mental and emotional state. 
So um, for our first segment, Sipping on Storytime, we'll revisit some memorable moments and both share and dissect. And we're going to talk about some emotional burnout moments, like how we knew it was happening, what we did once we realized it was happening, and how our coping mechanisms have like changed and grown as we've grown and just gotten more introspective and, and learned to, to take a harder look at ourselves and just be more honest and open with ourselves. So I think I want you to go first about your burnout story. Of course. Or do you want me to go first? I feel like I always force you to go first. We should start playing like rock, paper, scissors to choose right. who goes first for these. Uh, I don't know. Do you want me to go first? Do you want to rock, paper, scissors for who goes first? No. No? You no make choice. The, make the executive decision. If I'm making the choice, you're going first. <sighs> okay. Choice made. There you go. Tell me Tell me your story of a time when you had a really bad, not necessarily really bad, but when you, you recognized you were, you hit your burnout point. And um, maybe we should probably define what that means to hit your burnout point. Or do you think people get it? Do people get it? I hope you guys get it. Should we define? It, <laughs> I'm, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, everybody's burnout is going to be different. Mm-hmm. There's no two burnouts that, that are the same. But, I mean, you guys can kind of, I don't know, compare your burnouts to ours or see if, like, that's something that you're going through right now. Or if you just have a hard time figuring out when you're burning out. Like, burnout is really when you've hit a place where you just can't anymore. Like, mm-hmm. whatever it is, whether it's, like school, stress, I mean, work, or, like, family, friends, relationships, anything in that regard, when you just hit a place where you're just, like, I just don't fucking know. You're just in a mental wall. That would be your burnout. And to Nani's point, like, yeah, it looks different for everyone. Sometimes, like, some people are really good at hiding that they're stressing. That's me. I'm really good at just being, like, no, everything's fine. I'm Dory. Just keep swimming. Like, I'm not gonna sit and, like, dwell on the fact that I'm stressed out until I get to, like, a really, really, really bad place where I can't anymore. Until you fall, like, ill. Yeah, until I'm almost always ill. That is usually the point when I'm like, oh, I feel like something was wrong. Like, I'm very bad, and that's a part of my journey is to try and get better at recognizing the signs before I get to that point because I don't want to have to bring myself to that point constantly. It's not good. It's not healthy for me. Um, For other people who are more emotionally open they might recognize it sooner they might be like why do I feel like every morning I wake up and I just want to cry and they they recognize their burnout and be able to find what it is I think under understanding and identifying what it is is the best way to figure out how to get yourself through it because ignoring it and pretending like it's not happening just makes your fallout way worse oh yeah definitely so go ahead okay well update guys we're still uh self quarantine oh yeah life update yeah nothing has changed nothing new is going on so with that I mean you know I assume that other people are experiencing difficult situations at home definitely uh everything is just like you're in each other's space Mm -hmm. you're tired of each other um emotions are rising earlier today I was thinking too I was like I feel for the people who are in like a house where you're in each other's space and you're fighting all the time because you're just in each other's yeah, space all the time. Yeah, you're just in a toxic environment the entire time. But then I also feel for the people who live alone because I'm like, God, that might be, like, you're probably okay at first, but after a while it's like, that is really lonely to just be oh, yeah. in a house by yourself. There's no one else. Like, you can call people and, like, FaceTime, Zoom or whatever it is. But it's not the but same. It's not the same. And I'm like, God, that's got to be, like, I feel like most of us are probably hitting a place where... 
we need to be a little more introspective before we hit our burnout point of like, I just can't fucking handle this anymore. Or, yeah. you know, before you buzz off all your hair after dyeing it, like, <laughs> like please be careful. <laughs> or just get a dog or a cat. I mean, no, don't get a cat because they leave you alone regardless. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she cried again. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> At least the dog will be like. Oh, let me lick those tears for you. And that cat be like, wow, this bitch is moody. Can't. Just feed me, ho. Just feed me. Yeah. Sorry. We love cats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's anyway. Okay. It's okay. So. Where was I going with this? How do you recognize? <laughs> we are all trapped in a house fighting with each other or trapped in the house alone fighting with ourselves in the mirror because we miss human contact. So. Yeah. So. Everything's being elevated right now. Yeah. So whether that's tempers, um, annoyance levels, all that. So when me and Sasha first started this podcast, I told Sasha, you know, I wanted to be 100% real, 100% raw. I mean, but I still want to, you know, have the respect to other people um, that are involved in my stories. Like, you know, I'm not going to blast you and... And Us making the choice to talk personal. about our life is a choice, but we don't want to, you know, anyone else in our life who might not want to be talked about, we want to, like, make them the Yeah, and I don't want to fabricate, like, oh, I have this amazing life. Like, no, I, I deal with real life situations just like you guys. But I think it's, for my story, it's just a collection of just having, like, fights or arguments with people that are personal in my life. And, you know... No two fights are ever the same. Mm -hmm. It's very emotionally draining. And for me, I I don't feel like growing up, I was ever allowed to, to cry or be upset in that sense. And not saying like, oh, um, it was like toxic. It's just the fact that it was always the question of like, well, why are you crying? Why are you being, why are you so upset that you're having tears? So it's like at some point in my life after growing up, I, I think I told myself, which is kind of sad to say out loud right now, but I told myself, wow, like I had a situation and like a fight, but I didn't cry. Like I'm growing as a person, but that's totally not the, the case. That's like not you the should good be able to place. cry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But, um, but when you're not really given an opportunity or an example of like a positive outlet for tears, it's really easy as a child to make that connection of like, oh, tears is a bad thing. I yeah. shouldn't cry. So then when you get to a place where you stop yourself from crying completely, you're like, oh my God, look at me. I finally made it to this level. I finally have advanced here. And my dogs bark right when I say, don't be upset. Well done, dogs. <laughs> Excellent timing. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's not, that's not the case. Like having emotions is not a bad thing. It's not something that you shouldn't experience. It's something that we all have and we all do experience. Yeah. And I feel like growing up in an ethnic household, hello, like that's a lot of the jokes of ethnic comedians. It's Mm -hmm. like their child is like, why are you crying? Like, Mm -hmm. stop crying. Mm -hmm. And you know, when I do my, my work as a counselor, you know, I hear those stories as well from my clients, like, oh, yeah, my my parents or my family members, they're telling me, you know, the trauma, like, has gone and it's it's past, so it's like, why are you still crying about this? Why are you still upset by it? Why or that it's not that affected? bad, you should get over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I've had to come a long way through that, but, you know, like I said, tensions are rising um, during this whole quarantine, had a situation, and 
you know, I'm supposed to be working. I am working. But... <laughs> if any of her employers are listening. Yeah, but it's like, because of the the quarantine, I'm not able to go out to community events. I'm mm-hmm. not able to, you know, see my clients on a weekly basis. I'm not, you know, having meetings with people or doing my support group. So, you know, my work is kind of limited and I'm just waiting for, you know, the clients to call. So, and just like, you know, trying to keep active and figure out like, what well, when everything's lifted, what can I bring to the table next? Like, yeah. where can we go from this and how can I reconnect with like the contacts that I have limit limits with now? So anyway, um, I, I decided that I wanted to better myself during this quarantine. You know, I have the opportunity to work out more. I have the opportunity to dabble in yoga and get strong. So hopefully you and me can start that yoga class on Mondays. Like, yeah. You know, whenever the world is not canceled anymore. Right. No <laughs> longer closed. You know, I want, I want to do that because for a while I've just not been feeling happy about my body mm-hmm. and not that, you know, saying that my my body the way it is now is not beautiful. It's just I don't feel comfortable in my skin, and I I definitely want to change my outlook on it and be stronger, and you know to take care of it a little bit better. I know I've I've neglected it when I started working at uh, my job. So you know I had all these plans, and then the situation happened, and it just derailed it. Mm-hmm. And so I. I was really upset for a few days, but in that whole burnout situation, um, I was able to see that I need to set clear boundaries mm-hmm. because boundaries are important, guys. Boundaries are very important. And it's hard. It's hard to, to have that conversation with yourself because, you know, when it's people that you love and you care about, it's like, wow, like it sucks that I have to make these boundaries, but in order to be mentally sane and to to just go forward in life, it's just they're kind of necessary. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you need to be like, hey, guys, I'm setting boundaries with you. <laughs> so you can't do this, this, and that. And I can't tell you this, is this, and that. No, it's just you have to make those invisible boundaries to where it keeps you mentally safe and it keeps people from hurting you. Mm-hmm. And so I had to have that conversation with myself. And then also, like, during this whole burnout time, I s- completely stopped doing my workouts. I stopped doing yoga. I stopped journaling. And, yeah, I kind of got to a point where I literally was staying. I stayed up to, like, 2, 3 o'clock. Which is, like, not normal for you. No. I mean, this quarantine has this, like, my sleep schedule fucked. <laughs> but it just was really bad where mm-hmm. I was just, like, in bed, didn't do anything that day didn't really talk to anybody. I was just sad. And I was like, no, like this has to change. I need to start waking up earlier. I can't, I hate waking up later because I feel like my day is gone. I'm not as productive. And I'm like, well, what's the point of doing anything if I just need to go make dinner, eat and go back to sleep? So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much so for you, how do you recognize when you've hit like your your burnout place? When you've hit the place of like, I just can't anymore. I can't deal. How do you how do you know you've made it there? When I go numb. When you go numb, okay. And yeah. going numb for you is like you said for those couple of days where you do nothing. I do nothing. And like even Matt, Matt has been a really big 
support system for me because he's allowed me to have that ability to cry Mm -hmm. into where he's never been like hey like what wait a minute why are you so upset that you're crying like I have burst out into tears for no not that it's no reason but it's just I'm so overwhelmed with my emotions Mm -hmm. that it's like a floodgate so it just like happens in tears and I'm like I'm sorry that I'm fucking crying but (laughs) like this is what happens and then he's just like well you repressed it for so long like it's fine he was like I don't care about that I just want to know what's wrong Mm -hmm. but it's just sometimes I just shut down and I just get numb Mm -hmm. and I I don't like to talk or I'm or I fake this like weird like oh I'm perfectly fine like let me just wrong with me let me just put my smile on and he's just like no you're not gonna go Stepford Wives like on me (laughs) you're not gonna go Stepford Wives on me I love that I love it yeah so it's just yeah I just completely go numb and I just I start worrying about yeah and I start neglecting my feelings and just worrying about everybody else's like Mm -hmm. what well they must be feeling this or they are very upset so it's like I start getting myself like anxious Mm -hmm. so and do you have that place where you're like if I show that I'm upset now I'm affecting someone else so I can't show that I'm upset because I need to make sure that their feelings are okay or is that not a thing in your brain okay like I don't care (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I don't care. It's like, if I'm mad, I'm going to be mad. And if I'm going to be sad, I'm going to be sad. But, Mm -hmm. like, I recognize that if I feel like you're not a safe person to talk to, I'm not going to say anything to you. Because in my head, I'm like, well, what's the fucking point? Because you're going to make me feel like crap. Or you're going to make it about you. And it's just like, this is about me. Mm -hmm. So, I yeah. I just, I'm like, whatever. But I'll unload it on Matt or I'll unload it on you. Because you guys are safe, safe people to talk to. Right. Yeah. You know, we won't give you shit for being upset about something. Yeah. And I feel like you guys are mentally stable to where you don't take on my, my anger or my sadness. Right. You guys kind of just, all right, we're here for solutions. We're going to figure it out. We're going to be supportive. And there you go. We'll mm-hmm. have a laugh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I really don't care. <laughs> So how do you get yourself through once you've noticed that you've hit your place of burnout? How do you, how do you get to the other side? And like, what bad things did you used to do that you don't do anymore to try and get yourself to the other side? Bad things? I would say I just didn't do anything. Okay. I just kind of was just like, well, it'll just pass. Mm -hmm. And then it either went to when, I mean, this was when I was with my ex where it was really bad that I just started losing like crazy amount of weight. Oh, yeah, I remember that time. And it just was, like, I didn't realize how bad it was and how shitty of a person he was Mm -hmm. that it just internalized and I just stopped eating. I don't know. I think you just stopped doing everything. So, like, you had no desire for anything. Like, no desire to be. Yeah, I was just so focused. Yeah. On his bullshit. Mm Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I just really didn't eat or I was always stressing and pacing and. I just dropped a crazy amount of weight, and yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of just become like a log, Mm -hmm. I just lay in bed, oh, I guess not cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. I mean, I understand, like, cleaning for me, it's important because I feel like if I'm anxious... I have control over my space, mm-hmm. over my room, my bathroom, my kitchen, and all that. I can 
pick up the mess and I can make it look however I want, even though I'm feeling anxious. So yeah, I just kind of neglect everything. So that's my cleaning duties, my hygiene. (laughs) I don't wash my face. I don't work out. I, I mean, I do shower, but it's like a, it's not a like good shower where you're like, I'm exfoliating. I'm who the hell? Okay. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways, this is what happens when we record during daytime rather than at like 9 p.m. at night. People are outside. I don't know if they noticed or not, but we're supposed to be quarantining. Get your ass home. Anyways. It's just the street. You guys have a lot. I have so you. much activity behind me. Street so racing. He's much out. fucking activity. Although I have to say the street racing gets really funny behind my house. It's stupid. It's I live for it because I live for the drama. It's just I'm We're sorry. We're not in Tokyo. I'm derailing our conversation. You were having like a really <laughs> good moment, and I'm just like it's okay. reminiscing on street racing. So, anyways, we're like squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's your. Poor coping mechanisms. What's yes. your good coping mechanism for once you've recognized you've hit that place? Cleaning. No. <laughs> I mean, you laugh, but like that's something that people like encourage when you're having like a really bad, like anxious state is like to reorganize or like freshen up where you are because it helps you feel. It all does help you feel in control and like cleaning physical clutter can help you clean mental clutter. But oh yeah, if it's like really bad, I will clean the shit out of my room. Like mm-hmm. I will be like, I don't need this, 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 that. We're going to Goodwill. I don't need this stupid thing anymore. I don't know why I bought it, and I just like. To the point where my room's like a minimalist yeah. type of setting. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm tired of everything in this room. <laughs> I woke up and I simply hated everything. Get rid of it all. <laughs> that, and then I definitely do my, my skincare. That's okay. something that I'm, I'm really proud of right now because my skin has been on a journey where it was like acne and then I had dark spots and scarring because I was picking at my face and then an oily hot mess. So I've definitely invested and done so much for my skin that I'm like, no, I need to take care of it. So that way I can be happy about, you know, and happy and confident that yeah. I'm like, I'm literally not wearing makeup right now. So. Yeah. And you look amazing. Thank you. And I mean, this is not always a go-to, but like working out. Okay. I mean, I'm barely starting this workout thing. It mm-hmm. sucks. <laughs> I don't like it. I get mad and angry, but then after I'm like, well, I did so good. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating. I did so well. But yeah, no. And then also, um, definitely being a better pet mom. Okay. So only because of all this time in the world now and I can, you know, modestly do like walks around the park without mm-hmm. it affecting other people. Like. I'm still able to, one, get my exercise in, and then, two, Ollie loves it. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, so happy. So, every day so far, we've been on a walk. Um, By the way, hour. Ollie's, like, a fucking miniature horse. Yeah. So, walking is amazing, because that's a big, he's a big boy. He's got a lot of energy. He's so lazy, though, which I love very, very much, because we could go on an hour walk. And then he's knocked the fuck and out. And then we can just, like, lie in my bed all day. I love it. I love it. He's the best. But you gotta walk big dogs, like, even if they're yeah. not, like, overly energetic animals. You gotta yeah. walk them. And then we, I mean, he's able to run around in, in the backyard, but I just think he likes to, to be outside mm-hmm. and meet, well, actually, like, look at new people. Try and meet new people, but he can't right now because yeah. we're social distancing. I know there's a dog across the street, and he was just like, oh my god, a dog. 
I was like, no, let me go, go play with it, new friend. Nope, sorry, baby. I know we, uh, the pet owners, we looked at each other like, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> we can't introduce our dogs. <laughs> like waving from a distance. One day, one day we'll be back. Yeah. Same time, three months, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, with this whole burnout situation, um, I've definitely tried to work on me because I know that I always tell my clients, like, you're the most important person in your life. Like, you yeah. need to take care of you. Yeah. And then, I mean, Jenna Dewan with this damn book, it's brilliant. I, I you're love it. You're making me want to buy it now. Like, well, how much you talk about it, you're making me want to like buy it. I'm a changed person. <laughs> <laughs> we are not paid. This is not a paid endorsement. Just saying. No, I mean, okay. The reason why I was drawn to it, because one, it's just so pretty to look at. It's a pretty book. And, like, we fucking love Jenna Dewan. Like, yeah. she's great. But she she likes the same things that we like. Yeah. So she likes oracle cards, tarot cards. She likes crystals. And then she's really into, like, for me, she really likes organic stuff, holistic remedies. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my shit. Yeah. So it's like, why wouldn't I like this? Right. And I started reading it, and then the part where she was talking about, like, journaling. I was like, you can't get me to do that. <laughs> but... I shit, you know, I'm journaling now. Mm-hmm. Because. How's it going? Do you like it? I don't like writing. I know. You know this. I know. And I'm like, I'm. who do you think I am, Sasha? Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't write. I don't feel like I have good enough ideas to write down on paper. Mm-hmm. But she, the way that she explained it was that um, to have, like, better sleep at night, which I suck at having sleep because I ha- it's either insomnia or I wake up in the middle of the night or I feel like I'm like constantly thinking and I don't get a like shut down and like thorough sleep right yeah so she was just saying that she has the same problems too and she's like look at that I know right I was like girl I feel you new bff (laughs) (laughs) and she was saying that every night she journals because she needs to write down the thoughts of what's going on in her head mm-hmm. onto paper to let it be concrete and just leave it on the page. Don't let it go back into your head. Just like leave it there. So I started, I was like, okay, that makes sense because I start thinking like, Hey, did I clean this? Did I forget to send this email? Mm-hmm. What are the things that I need to do tomorrow? Did I contact my client? Like there's so many things going on in my head that I'm like, damn it. I can't go to sleep. It's already, I've been in bed for an hour and I can't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, that makes sense. So she's like, you really don't need to think of something elaborate. You can just use the prompt, today I felt. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've been doing. So That's good. It's definitely helped because I can put everything on the page. And then when I'm done, I just close it up and I'm like, there you go. This is what it is. And now I go to sleep. And so far I've had pretty good sleep. That's good. That's good. So look at me journaling. Look at you with this growth and this self-care. So from what what you're saying, it sounds like a lot of your self-care is like physical and emotional. They like go hand in hand for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. And I think that's a great place to start, especially, I mean, I feel like starting once you have a burnout is unfortunate, but I think that's what most of us do is that like, we don't realize how much we're neglecting ourselves until we get to a place where we've like we're we're numb or we hit a wall or like however burnout feels for you. I think we don't 
try to push through and be like, oh, maybe I should be nicer to myself until you get to like a really shitty dark place, which is bad. But I mean, it is what it is. But it's, I mean, that's what happens. And a lot of people, they're just like, well, how am I such an angry, bitter person right now? Right. It's like, you, you knew the signs. Right. Like you're taking on too many tasks. You're not letting yourself rest. Mm-hmm. You're still working like you, taking work home. <sighs> okay. We'll get to me. We'll get to me. Okay. But it's just, there's so many things that we kind of just like gloss over. Mm-hmm. And what is crazy is that, you know, my job, the like first week of training, they're like hammering like, oh, burnout, burnout exists. This is what you do when you get burnout. I have never gotten burned out from my clients. That's good. That's really good. Which is surprising. Yeah, it is. But I just feel that I'm pretty good at separating, like, no, like, my my mental health needs to be good so that way I can help people mm-hmm. with their mental health issues. Mm-hmm. But I don't take it home because I was like, no, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. want that. So I go home and I do my little self-care as tiny as it may be. And it's not... Like, you need to have an all-day thing. It yeah. could just be a couple minutes of the day. Yeah, just taking that time to be like, okay, I'm, I'm present, I'm here with myself, and I'm choosing actively to, to listen to myself in this moment rather mm-hmm. than to take on everything else that's around me that's stressing me out. Like, no, I'm yeah. just going gonna, gonna to be with myself in this time. And I think that's great. Yeah, so far it's been working, so. We'll see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and I feel like... Self-care is a part of a larger self-reflective journey, like, mm-hmm. and it's a journey that you, there's not a end point to. Like, you don't hit the place of, like, I am all-knowing sensei. I never stress. There's never anything wrong with me. Like, no, none of us ever hit that place. It's just a continual journey of, like, recognizing when things get bad for you or when you have, like, a shitty emotional state that day. Figuring out how to get yourself into, like, a better, more peaceful place. And then moving forward to figure out what triggered it and how can I avoid that. Or how can I not allow that to be such a strong trigger for me moving forward. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a daily, weekly, yearly project of figuring out new things about yourself and learning how to move forward with them. Yeah, definitely. It's just, your self-care is never going to be the same. No. And there might be times where... The things that bring you joy are mm-hmm. not going to bring you joy mm-hmm. for the day. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all about learning different things, trying especially new different new new things yeah. to to see if oh is that going to spark you know joy for me or is that going to relieve my anxiety? Yeah, so. yeah. And I feel like even taking advice from people can get interesting when it comes to self care because like even you and I like some of our self-care things overlap and some of our self-care things definitely don't. And Mm -hmm. I think like as much as we have a great relationship and we, you know, are there for each other, we're supportive. We try and talk each other through things like all of the stuff that you do that makes you feel better. I can do like 75% of it and that'll work for me. And then the stuff that I do that usually helps me through bad situations, like some of it either won't work for you or is actually like the opposite effect for you. Like it, it creates a bigger vacuum of sadness than what it would do for me so I'm like to your point self-care is a journey you got to figure out what works for you and it's going to change over time like what I used to do is not always exactly what I do now so and that's okay oh you just have to find it because you know I mean everybody your support system is amazing but Mm -hmm. at the same time the things that they suggest you don't have to take yeah and you don't have to try it 
it's like that may work for them, like you said. Mm-hmm. But if you try and you're like, this is awful. <laughs> this is stupid. I'm never doing this again. That's fine. But just don't stop. Like, go and find the thing that does work for you. Yeah. And that's what I tell my clients because they're, they ask me like, oh, well, what should I do? It's like, okay, I can give you tips and tricks mm-hmm. and ideas for self-care and self-love. But it's not going to do anything if you don't try to find something. Right. You got to figure out what works in your world. Yeah. It's like, I can't do it for you. Mm -hmm. I can't make you relax. I can't find something for it. It's like, you have to make the time. Mm -hmm. You have to do the work and you have to really try it. Mm -hmm. Like if I, I suggest journaling and then the next week, we come back and talk about it and you're like, this sucked. Like, I well, why did it, it suck? <laughs> oh, because I don't know. It's like, well, either you give yourself wholeheartedly into something mm-hmm. or you're like, no, that doesn't sound like a good suggestion for me. Mm-hmm. And then you try the next one. Like, yeah, keep going until you get to that place. Don't just stay in a, in a state of burnout where you're not going to care for yourself and you're not going to try and get yourself to a better, healthier space. Mm-hmm. I'll do mine. Since you're throwing yeah. shade at me about taking work home and overstressing and Sasha, okay. <sighs> Go ahead. I love Sasha uh-huh. very, very, very much, but she stresses me out by telling me everything she's stressed about, <laughs> and then just seeing her deal with everything that she's stressing about. I'm just like, why? Why do you do this to yourself? Sasha just goes, goes, goes. We'll be at like dinner or we're hanging out, whatever. And she's like, oh, I got to deal with work. Bitch, you clocked out, like, hours ago. It's Sunday. What are you doing? Like, I'm a workaholic, ladies and gentlemen. I am a workaholic, and my brain never stops when it comes to really anything that I'm working on. So not just, like, the job that I get paid to do, but, like, anything that I have any kind of passion or consideration in. My brain never stops. I'm constantly working. I'm constantly, like, I wouldn't say I constantly stress. But I'm always thinking and planning and trying to figure out, okay, what am I doing next? What's my next move? Like, I don't stop. My brain doesn't, no, 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 no. Yeah, like, She has no chill. Work, school work, 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 mm-hmm. or something, like you said, that you're passionate about, like a, a hobby or something, you invest 120% of yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, constantly thinking, it's like, Sasha, just, just sit down. Just relax. I am an overworker who doesn't know how to stop myself. And I mean, we say this mostly just to fuck with me because I'm terrible. But also because people like me, we we hit burnout constantly. Mm-hmm. And probably, I wouldn't say faster than others, but I think it's a more realistic problem than for someone who's better at balancing their life. And because I'm not very good at balancing my life, like I will forego doing things that make me happy because... I have a responsibility or I feel like I have work that needs to get done. And that's more important than doing something that is going to bring me joy. And that's a terrible mindset to have of like, this is more important than something that's going to make me feel good or something that's going to... I'm going to use this against you, this recording. I'm just throw back in your face. Do it. Do it. Because I have this speech with myself every single morning. And then what do I do? I overwork all day long. So... You could try. Sasha's is like the one to be like, okay, I've completed my task for the day. I'm done. I I'm finished with everything that my boss needs me to do. 
what else can yeah. I do? Yeah. It's like, can mm-hmm. you just relax? I build a new to-do list. I do research on things that were like a potential project that was just mentioned once in a meeting four months ago. Like, I am you're that just, person. You're just making us all look bad. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. You're I, the person that in my meeting, I would be like, shut up already this is why I don't talk this is why I don't talk in (laughs) meetings like I just do research I love research and this is honestly I think this is a hard part for most workaholics we love what we do so it's hard to separate the love and the passion that you have for your job from the stress that comes with working too hard and I know that's always the conflict that I get myself into I love what I do I love and I love doing research I love making to-do lists. I love hacking off all of those to-do lists. I love doing all of those things. And they do bring me a sense of joy. So I do it and then I overdo it. And I don't know how to bring myself back to a realm of balance. And I hit a burnout and I hit a burnout all the time. But and then she becomes ill. And then guys. I become ill. That's usually what happens. And I'll- she's sick for like... Not two days. No. Not three days. No. Like fucking two weeks. Yeah, it's usually like a week of me being like mobile her mom is calling me like hey i have to go and do something right now but can you can like you watch sasha? <laughs> babysit sasha so i know that she's gonna be alive when i return and i'm and sure I'm like, she doesn't die and i'm like oh my god is she lying on the floor on the, oh, the bathroom floor? again <laughs> and she's like yes and i'm like jeez yeah yeah and i think honestly like in the last couple years i've gotten more <laughs> reflective and i realized why my burnouts get so 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 bad it's because I get really close to a burnout and then I feel guilty for not being able to work as hard. Like I feel you guilty for it. And I'm then I work harder. Right I know it's terrible, but that's what I've realized about myself for the past couple of years is I start to get to a phase where I want to burn out and I'm like zoning out at work or like I sleep more and I'm like, no, this is bad. I'm not being productive. Like I feel super guilty about it. And then I just overwork harder and then I get struck with the flu for two weeks, or, like, I pass out, or I have a migraine, time, like... The next time that you're vomiting in your bathroom, mm-hmm, dying mm-hmm. on the floor, I'm just gonna sit there and be like, was it worth it, <laughs> Do you like this? Do you what, like how you feel did right you, now? What did you do to cause this? What did you do to cause this? But I've trying. I've been trying to get better. I would say, I think my worst stage of ignoring getting close to a burnout was in college, the first time I was in college, I should say, so... For my first degree, I'm mind you, I'm going to just be very honest. I am a terrible person because I love school and I love academics, but it's not, it's not good enough for me to be good at school. I have to be the best or I have to do something incredibly significant while I'm at school. Yes. So... In high school, she wanted to be valedictorian. I was five people away, and I am fucking pissed that I was five people away. That one B-minus second semester of my anatomy class ruined it. Otherwise, I would have been valedictorian. I'm okay. I'm over it. I'm over it. Really, I am. (laughs) But I got into, for my first degree, I got into a, a pretty good school. And I told myself when I got into the school, I had taken some AP classes, I had tested out of classes, so I didn't have to take a couple of the entry-level GE classes for my freshman year. I was like, okay, I'm enough credits ahead, I can graduate in three years. Half of that was because I was gonna, knew I was going to have to take out loans, and I didn't want to have like a crazy amount of money mm-hmm. to owe back, because debt is real, and it fucking sucks. <sighs> it's killing us. Yeah. Killing us millennials. Yes. 
The other half was pure, like, academic ego and wanting to overwork myself. Like, I don't even realize that I want to overwork myself, but I always make the decision to overwork myself. So I was like, no, we're doing this. Three years, I'm in a top-rated university, one of the top, it was like number three English program the year that I started, and I majored in English. So I was like, third in the country for an English program. Fuck it, I'm graduating in three years. I did it. It was not a pleasant experience towards the end. At what cost, Sasha? It was a high price tag. It was a high price tag. Still don't regret it. But it was... Oh my god, don't listen to her, guys. (laughs) We're trying to teach you self-care, and she's like, don't regret it. I mean, we're also trying to be honest. I am who I am. Like, I overwork. It's just who I am. But anyway... But now we're we're realizing you need to... This was the peak. This was the peak of my worst time. So I've grown since Mm -hmm. then. Not much, but I've grown a little bit since I'll then. I'll take that, that little centimeter. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, you know, piece by piece. So my senior year, I stayed for summer school because I had, um, technically I only had one more class that I needed for my degree, but I was short like 10 credits or units to officially graduate. So I took, and I took a full load in summer because it was cheaper for school that way. Like you get full financial aid if you take a full load of courses. I only got partial financial aid if I took like the two classes that I needed. So I was like, what's one more class? That's not a big deal. I'm just going to take three classes over summer. No biggie. So I took three classes and like Nalani had mentioned, and like I said, for me, when I get close to burnout, I don't realize how close I've gotten until I'm completely over the edge. And There's a physical ailment about yes, to happen. Yes. And I have to, like, and I push myself and push myself and push myself and push myself and it gets really, really bad. So leading up to this time, my uh, semester before this or the, the quarter before this, I slept through one of my finals. Because I stayed up till 4 a.m. trying to cram for this class. Even though I knew most of the material, I stayed up till 4 a.m. for this class. The final was at 8 a.m. I had to wake up at 6.30. I slept through the entire thing. I didn't wake up until 10 a.m. And I was, like, ready to cry when I realized I had slept through this final. Yeah. I remember that phone call. Oh, yeah. That was really hard. I was, yeah. So, I mean, that should have been clue number, like, five, actually. That I was really close to a burnout state. That I was able... To just be, like, dead to the world sleeping through a final. But I ignored it and continued to push myself harder than that. I had, I think I had fainted in the bathroom, like, a couple weeks before that. So it was, I should have known maybe I need to be nicer to myself. Maybe I need to stop working myself so hard and stressing myself out as much as I am. I ignored all of the signs. So... Fast forward to the very end of my senior year. I am, like three finals away from being completely done with school. I had already walked because it was summer and I break out in hives all across my back. Like I have never seen before. Mind you, I have allergies, but like really mild, obscure allergies. I'm like allergic to one kind of medicine and that's pretty much it. Like I'm not allergic to many things. Most things don't disturb me. No, I'm fine. Generally. Yeah. And this denial phase of Sasha, we were at, I forgot what store. We were at Forever 21. I remember it. Forever 21. We were at Forever 21. Nikki was there too. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're all changing in this one big ass room because mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, all of you guys can go in. They're like, whatever, it's fine. So I'm turned towards one of the walls or whatever. And then like we were going to show each other like, oh, or it's a dress or something. Mm-hmm. And then Nikki's like, oh, 
And then I turn around, and I'm like, Sasha, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, like, so nonchalant, too, like... Casual. Oh, yeah. Um, I just broke out in hives. It's no big deal. Can you zip me up? Like, I was so casual. She was so, like... I was like, Sasha, what the fuck is happening? And she's like, well, I don't know. And I was like, no, stop lying right now. And she's like, oh, I've just been a little... A little stressed. A little stressed. <laughs> a little, a little stressed. stressed. I was like, I mean, it's just... I've just been a little stressed, and this is like... With my finals, and trying to explain, and I was like, you need to stop. You're going to have no skin left. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was bad, guys. It was so bad. really bad. It covered my entire back. Like, not it was just like part of my stripes. back. It covered my entire back, and it was like... I wouldn't say tiger stripes. It was like leopard spots, like huge spots all over my back. And yeah, then, huge spots that were like in strips, uh-huh. basically. So like and leopard and, and tiger. So itchy. I was trying so hard not to scratch myself constantly because I was like, this is not good. I called my mom when I first saw it because I'm like, I'm in LA. She's not in LA at the time. So I call her and I was like, hey... There may or may not be something going on. I don't really know what it is. And she's like, well, what's happening? So I explained to her and she's like, ooh, yeah, that doesn't sound so good. I'm like, I feel like I'm fine. I mean, I really feel like I'm fine. We're noticing a pattern here. Denial is strong when it comes to me and my burnout and stress. So yeah, that was definitely one of the worst moments. And I didn't, I didn't connect that it was even stress related until I talked to my mom because I was convinced. I was like, oh, I must have had an allergic reaction reaction to something. I was like, she's like, okay, well, did you change detergent? I was like, no. She's like, did you buy new sheets? I was like, no. She's like, do you have bed bugs? And I was like, it doesn't look like bed bug bites. Like nothing had changed in my routine. So she's like, there's no way this is an allergic reaction because you haven't eaten anything crazy. You haven't traveled anywhere. You haven't like changed up your laundry or anything like that. She's like, there's no possible way. And it's not like your roommates had any changes as well. No. That was another indication that this was stress related. Like everything in my life was the exact same. (laughs) Everything was normal. She was like, there, there should have been like, if you were allergic to something, you should have already had a reaction tons tons of times ago because nothing else had changed in your life so she's like no no baby I think this is actually stress and I was like oh great great I'm used to getting like stress breakouts on my face now I just get hives across my entire fucking back excellent well done she's like do you have finals coming up I was like yeah she's like do you have a couple papers due I was like yeah she's like mm-hmm mm-hmm I think this is stress she's like are you worried about having to move back home I was like kind of she's like yeah yeah, I'm gonna go with stress. I had a roommate at the time who was just like the worst fucking person in the world. So I was in a very bad emotional it place. This is bad. And I am the kind who is just like, I'm just gonna keep going. I'm Dory. Just keep swimming. I'm just gonna move forward. Like I will have a mantra to myself. I'm like, oh, if things are bad, I should just work harder and things will get better. Like I, I overwork myself to a place where like my stress can't even come out mentally or emotionally because I just will not allow myself to have an emotional response to it or to even be like cognizant of the fact that I'm so stressed out that it must come out physically. I will faint. I got hives that time because it was the worst that it had ever been. I used to get sick. Um, still, honestly, is something that I will do. I will get <laughs> sick. My new one is migraines. That's been the last couple years. I'll get migraines because of stress. So yeah, that's my... It's my body's way of telling me that we are way past the burnout stage and I need to calm the fuck down. And stop. And stop. And sleep. Yeah. 
Yeah. So for me, like for Nani, sleeping is not really like a good coping mechanism for you when you're stressed out. Cause no, because just... I feel like it just derails my whole productive yes. lifestyle yes. that I want to. For me, that's have. like, that's box number one that I check. Once I have realized I'm out of place, I'm like, I'm just going to go to bed and I'm just going to lie here. And I mean, maybe that's not a good signal, but God, I feel so much better just sleeping. Like, just stopping and just staying there and being like, well, I needed this. I needed to sleep. And the fact that I can sleep and like not move until like 11 the next day is usually my indication. I'm like, ooh, I mean, I love sleep, but I'll usually wake up in the morning unless I'm in a place where I'm like really, really stressed out. Exhausted, yeah. And I'm, yeah, mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted and I don't move. Like I'll go to bed at like 10, which is early as hell for me because I never go to sleep early and I will sleep till 10 the next day and I won't move. Yeah, so we're going to say your self-care is uh, physical, pure physical, because you just need to catch up on rest, sleep. Yeah, yeah. My self-care is definitely physical. The other weird thing that I learned about myself, because I like to joke all the time that, like, I don't do fitness, quote-unquote. I like to joke about it, but it's it's totally a lie. Like, I I walk constantly as a way to clear She's my a head. Pacer. Yeah, I pace for hours on end around my house. Oh, my God, guys, her step count. Oh, my step count the oh other day. Oh, my God. I was, like, feeling very productive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, this fitness journey, oh, I'm doing amazing. No, Sasha's <laughs> just pacing around the house. Okay, okay, in my defense. That day, I went on a walk with my sister. We walked for, like, three miles. Okay, I do walk roughly about the same with Ollie. Okay, never mind then. And, yeah, no, I don't have, not that I have a pace, like, a step counter on. Mm -hmm. I don't wear my watch all the time. Mm -hmm. So. I need to find this. I'm like, I need the exact number of what my step count was for that day. It was, like, 29,000 Yeah, it was 29,958 steps that day. What the fuck? Yeah. And this is when. Two more steps, I would have been at. 30,000. I'm really mad that I didn't get those two more steps in. Damn it. (laughs) No, but it's like, that was the week where you had to stay home. That was the week I had to stay home from work. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you just put all of our fucking asses to shame. Mind you. We've been home for weeks. (laughs) 30,000 steps and I wasn't allowed to leave the house. Guys, that's, that's what happens to me. So, yeah. Say, yeah, Sasha's sister say, well, she was like, do you want to see her steps? And I was like, what are you guys talking about? And then I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. My, my way, my number one stress coping mechanism, especially like now that I've gotten to a place where I'm, I'm trying to recognize my burnout before it happens is physical. Like when I notice that I'm getting to a place where I'm just like snappy and Mind you, so I think I have two reasons why I have a hard time figuring out that I have burnout. This is not an excuse. This is just who I is. So reason number one, and yes, I said who I is on purpose. Mm -hmm. Reason number one, like I said, I'm a workaholic who loves what I do. So it's hard to separate like my passion and overworking. It's, It's difficult for me. Reason number two, why I think I have such a hard time figuring out when I'm getting close to a burnout is because I'm so moody. Like, yeah, you fluctuate. I'm a deeply moody person. Like, that's my version of being emotional is, like, my mood will change, like, that. Nothing happened. Nothing changed. I just woke up sad. 
that's just what happens. And then I drink some coffee, do a little bit of cleaning. All of a sudden I'm in a great mood and I want to go do something. And I'm like, oh yeah, let's go out to eat. Let's go shopping. Blah, blah, blah. I go out shopping. One thing, nothing actually really happens, but now I'm right back to being in a bad mood. Like I am a moody person and it just, it happens really quickly for me. I feel for the people who are close to me. Thank you guys for your patience. Um, You're great. I appreciate you. You guys just get over it. I deserve a hug, a medal. You deserve a medal for sure. (laughs) You definitely deserve a medal. But I feel like everyone who's close to me is just used to it. We're just used to it. We're like, oh, Sasha doesn't want to talk right now. Right. And it's Let her be. It's like, I don't need you to help me get out of being in a mood because I'm always in a mood. I recognize it. I'm used to this. I live here. It's a fucked up place, but I'm cool. You try it once. You try to get her out of the mood once, and then you're just like, well, I just feel stupid right now because she just shot like, you down with a look. Well, no, not even that. You're just like, you just say, I don't know what you say, but you're just like, oh, yeah, you're right, Sasha. Okay, I'm going to just leave you alone. Yep. And it's just, she And you just, just leave me alone for like 10, 15 minutes and then I'm back and I'm fine. Or I lure you with snacks. Yeah. And or I, coffee or I'm something. back. It's okay. It's not that big of a deal. But because I am so moody, I know that's like one of the, the hurdles I have in realizing that I'm like on my way to a burnout because I figure like if I'm stressed or if I'm like overly sad or like really emotional you about snap something. Easy. Right. I snap easy all the time. So I'm like, oh, this is just normal me. Like I'm not really, yeah. I'm not about to have a burnout. I'm not like upset about something that happened at work because I'm on that precipice I'm upset because I'm a moody bitch and I get upset about stuff like whatever so I have a hard time recognizing my burnout that's something I'm still working on yeah to realize when I'm doing too much I'm never not gonna be a workaholic that's just who I am it's in my spirit I will never not be this person I don't think the goal for you is to change it I think your goal is to identify Mm -hmm. how to prevent a burnout yeah. That's like the main one that I think all of us yeah. in this house would celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Because when you finally fucking realize, okay, guys, I need to take it easy. So that people don't have to, like, walk into the bathroom when they're trying to get ready in the morning and see me sprawled out on the floor. Yeah. Like, that'd be great if no one had to deal with that anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, you just have to figure out, like, your triggers in a way. Yeah. And I think finding my triggers is hard. But getting to a place where, like, I can feel it coming and I need to do something, that is the one thing that I will say I've started to do since college Mm -hmm. is realize, okay, I'm getting kind of close. I'm feeling really overwhelmed constantly. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I going to do to get myself to a better place? And that's really why I started doing yoga because being physical for me helps. I'm not good with my yoga practice. Like, I'll do yoga for, like, a couple weeks straight and be really, really good, and then I won't do it again for, like, six months, and I'll be like, why do I feel like shit all the time? Like, what is happening to me? So, I'm trying. I'm getting there. Yeah, it's just, you'll have to, I think your goal should just to be able to find something to relax you. Yeah. Whether that's that's daily. Yeah. Or weekly. I don't Or even a month. Yeah, I don't relax. At least a month or bi-weekly. Yeah. I feel like reading does relax me, but I go but too hard. Thinking. I go you're too hard thinking. and I'm still thinking. Like you know what? You should try guided meditation. I probably should. I like meditation. I've done it a oh, couple times. Me and Matt found one and it's guided it's like a guided one. She speaks it's like 5 minutes. And okay. dude, that 5 minutes feels like it's been 10 minutes and you're like, "Wait a minute. What?" And then you're so relaxed that you could just, like, fall asleep. Nice. Okay. I should. I should like, do more meditation. Like, training your brain to just 
take a pause. Yeah, because that's my problem is I can't shut my brain off. I'll do things yeah. that make me feel better, like reading or yoga or pacing. All of those things make me feel better, but I'm still thinking. Like, my brain yeah, doesn't shut up. Yeah, I don't journaling would even help you. No, journaling turns into just... a novel. Like, I don't, I don't stop. I don't stop. Yeah, I think you need to do a guided meditation. I'll find some for you. That's the reason why I sleep, because that's the only time I can get my brain to stop. Like, Okay, well... You need to find something where you're awake. Yeah, I need. Relax. I definitely need to find something when I'm awake to relax. Because the fact that, like, the 10 hours of sleep that I get on a weekend is the only time I'm relaxed is a problem. So... Yeah. Or something that causes you to just, just be mindful of what you're doing. Yeah. Like, for me, it's me taking care of my plants. Okay. Because I'm like, I can't think of, like... Oh, I need to do this, and I have to do laundry and all that. Mm-hmm. Or did I respond to that email? Oh, I have to tell. No, it's okay. I have to. <laughs> I have to tend to my plant. I need to prune it. I need to give it water, but don't give it too much water because otherwise I'll kill it. <laughs> Is the soil dry? Is it moist? All that I have to like. It just takes me out of thinking in my head, yeah. and I'm like thinking of like, okay, I need to follow the right steps to keep my plant alive right yeah yeah so I think for me I have a pretty good space like with physical Mm self-care I need to get a better space with mental and emotional self-care yeah because I know like my physical is linked to my mental and when I do something physical I do feel better mentally and emotionally Mm -hmm. but I haven't you know taken a deep dive into actually caring for my mental state or actually caring for my emotional state so that's the next step in my self-care journey like I want to I will probably continue to do physical things I want to add a couple more physical things to my my regimen of self-care but I definitely want to push myself into like a mental and emotional space because I know I repress my emotions and I know I hide all of my mental stresses and don't face any of them so I think that's going to be therapy that's your step. I don't know, man. It is. I say to my therapist's best friend. So. No, I said I need to be paid and you're not going to pay me. So no. No, no. I'm saying I'm saying no to therapy to a therapist. Like that's probably like the most existential no, your joke bullshit. Is, the joke is like, well, why can't you? Nope. Not touching it. Not touching it with a hundred foot pole. Oh, nope. This is a project, y'all. This is a project. Not that it's a project. It's just. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's gonna... It's gonna. That's a lot of years of unpacking that needs to be done. And I just don't want to be the person. I don't want you to be the person to deal with that. I want I you know. to be the person that I come to afterwards and be like, "Hey, I had a breakthrough. Hey, I had a revelation. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Like, let's, let's keep it there. I want that to be you. I want you to be able to see like all of the bright bits. I don't want you to have to be the person where I'm like, I don't know why I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> So eventually. So like we said, self-care is a process. Neither one of yes. us are perfect. Neither one of us knows. Tell you when you're like, hey, I need to go to therapy. I'm be like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Look, okay, look, 2020 has already been a shitty enough year. I don't need to usher in the apocalypse by me announcing that I'm going to therapy. Like, that'll be the fucking end of the world. Let's just, let me not kill us all. Let me not. Either that or maybe I'll save us all. <gasps> No, it won't happen. I'm definitely not the savior of the story. No. <laughs> she. I am not the hero. <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, this year has been terrible. So, practice your self-care, guys. It's, yeah. It's really important. It's really important. Especially quarantined, like, 
you don't have anything else to do or the fact that you don't have something to do is stressing you out. You're fighting with the people who you live with. There is no better time than now to look at yourself and be like, how can I be better to myself? What kind of care am I neglecting for myself? Yeah, and then, I mean, I strongly believe that, yes, this quarantine sucks, but it's forcing it's forcing you to really look at yourself in a different way. Yeah, I completely agree. And reevaluate. You have nothing else to yeah. do. Like, yeah. Netflix is still going to be there. You probably watched everything on Netflix. <laughs> You've hit the bottom of Netflix. <laughs> yeah, you're watching, like, some foreign-ass film that has subtitles and all that. Anyway, work on yourself. Work on yourself. Like, this is this is an excellent time to just take some time and evaluate yourself. Self-evaluation Ooh. is hard. It's emotional it can get really really difficult to just be raw and be honest with yourself but I mean do it it's worth it at the end yeah and you'll be able to hopefully become a better person yeah yeah that is the end goal guys that is the end goal right there I wish we had memes to make this lighter but we didn't look up any memes for today nope damn it only meme that I can think of I'm sure all of us have seen it is like it's a photo of, like, a kid or, like, a teenager, I should say, not a kid, like, laying in the street, and it's been raining and the street is flooded, and he's just, like, sitting there staring up at the sky. Have you seen this photo? I think so. I'm like, they use it for so many things, but I'm like, me, in a nutshell, just me at my burnout is that teenager laying in the <laughs> middle of a street while it's raining, just like, fuck it. I'm over it. I'm over everything at this point. My meme burnout What's picture? your burnout meme picture? Is that little, the little toddler with her hair all curly and crazy, like you just woke up from insane sleep, <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> at the table. <laughs> that is me. What's your burnout meme? Burnout. My, uh, like, there's like a viral video that went, and I'm like, that's me when I know I need to do something better and take care of myself. It's a toddler throwing a tantrum at, um... At the beach. Throwing a tantrum at the beach. Oh! Yes! Yes! She's like, I'm going to take a nap! <laughs> take a nap! I'm going to take a nap right here! Lays down in the sand. Good night! <laughs> that is you! That's me! That's me! I'm like, when I'm stressed and overwhelmed, like, one of these days I'm going to do that at work. I feel for my coworkers. <laughs> I'm going to do that at work. We're going to leave, like, a three-hour-long meeting. I'm going to be stressed out and overwhelmed. Like, I'm going to take a nap. I'm taking a nap right here. You're going to call me like, yeah, so the meme came true. The meme came true. I just took a 15-minute nap. Like, oh, God, Sasha, no, you didn't. <laughs> just crying under my desk. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, find your meme. Self-care through memes. That's just going to be our advice. You have to be able to laugh. Yeah. And have have some sort of humor. Humor helps. Humor it really does. does help. Are we ready? Yeah. Go okay. for it. Okay, so... I'm going to introduce our next segment, which is Wifey Wisdom. So in this segment, we individually introduce an inspiring quote, life advice, or food for thought. I can't believe you just killed that. I didn't kill it. It's so chunky at the bottom. I'm like, oh "Oh my god. It's all the bananas. I'm just like, (laughs) I'm chewing the smoothie right now. (laughs) I'm almost done, though. Almost done. Okay. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I have the, I have it. You have it? You have, have it. I've been giving her shit for the past, like, two hours about, like, do you have your quote prepared? Leave the page it, bookmarked. Okay, it's not like it's, I'm, I'm proud of myself, guys. I did not get this off of Pinterest. She did not! <laughs> this is, oh my god, this is your first quote. 
from a book. I'm super yeah. excited right now. I'm so happy. And I'm keeping it with the theme of the Jenna Dewan book, mm-hmm. Gracefully You, Finding Beauty and Balance in the Everyday. Oh, it's so beautiful. So yeah, Sasha didn't give me shit because I don't have a bookmark. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'll find it. And she was like, put a bookmark. The overworker in me is, like, stressed. I'm I like, have it. It's right here. It's in front of be me. Be prepared. <laughs> I am prepared. Go ahead. Read your thing. Okay. So, I guess Jenna Dewan has, like, an author or poet that she really likes because after each chapter, she has, like, a quote from this author. So, the author is April Green, and the poem is, No matter the pain, it has taken you to get here. The love you have lost given up on, passed by, the wars you have fought, run from, chased after, you are still the expanse of sky, you are still the air, the earth, the moving tide, and everything in between. It is your birthright to grow and ache and change and learn and hurt and heal. Love, breathe, you belong here. Yeah. Finally close. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's just... I just feel like on the path of of growing, it's never going to be stable. Yeah. There is going to be hurt. There's going to be times where you're having the best time of your life. There's going to be times where, you know, the pain that you're enduring, it's going to be so painful that you don't think that you can move forward. But you are going to move forward. You're going to come out of this darkness and you are going to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's just, it's so written beautifully because you know I think we we kind of we're so focused on getting to an end point that Mm -hmm. we don't enjoy everything in between Mm -hmm. and you know a lot of people are like oh I don't want to have to remember my traumas I don't want to go through the bad times the dark times but it's like that's what created you now this is the person that you are now but it's because you had to endure pain, you had to endure heartbreak, you had to endure the the messy moments. And yeah. this is what created the beautiful person that you are standing in front of us right now. So I really like that quote because, you know, I think, I think that I have appreciated all of the bad, dark things in my life, but I've also appreciated the good things that have happened to me. Yeah. And I think I've I have found a good balance for now of of all those things. So And I think that's such a timely message. Like all of us are looking at this quarantine like I can't wait for it to be over. I can't wait for everything to like mm-hmm. reopen. And yeah, we have an end goal and we really would like to see that goal achieved. Like I am not sitting here hoping that this lasts longer. Oh, Trust no. me, I'm not. But to your point, like we go through things to get to a better place and we shouldn't just overlook what we're going through like this shouldn't just be a time that we have to quote unquote get through it like this should be a time to to grow and to like take this opportunity we, we have been given an opportunity to do something that we normally wouldn't so you know take your take your time with it it's not fun but change is not fun growth is not fun like you have mm-hmm. to go through some shit to actually grow so yeah you're gonna have to be uncomfortable in order to grow yeah nothing comes out of this like from you always being comfortable it's like then you're just gonna remain the same person right so the fact that like our most of our lives have been upended and look completely different now than they did at the beginning of this year like 
that is an uncomfortability and it's something that we can either sit and be like, wow, this is terrible. I can't wait for it to be over and just try and ignore it. Or you can use that uncomfortability as, as a platform to push you further in your growth. And I think that's, I think that's what's great. Yeah. It's just being in the present too. Yeah. It's just breathe. Mm-hmm. Take everything in. And that's what I try to do every day. I try to at least go outside because, you know, it's, it's good for you to be out in the sun. It is good. It is good. To, to breathe in the air. <laughs> Some fresh outdoor air, you know? Yeah. So I've. I've made it a point to, whether it's been chilly or really warm and bright, I've gone outside and just appreciated, like, our little birds that we have around the house because my mom is obsessed with eating the hummingbirds and the the local wild birds that we have. So, it's just, you know, it's something that I I really didn't have the opportunity to do because I was always working. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, no, I can appreciate nature now and how br- how pretty it is and how beautiful it is. So it's like, I like it. I'm liking this quarantine because it's allowing me the chance to reset, um, to reevaluate what's important to me, mm-hmm. how I want to be as a person and making me um, create goals in mind. Yeah. But I I can't wait until we're done. <laughs> <laughs> it's like on that note, we so still can't wait. So that way everybody can see the new beautiful me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. You gotta have goals. I like that. You gotta have goals. And on to your quote. Yeah. So my quote, um, I'm actually going to read the full poem. Both of our quotes are going to be a little bit longer today, guys. Um, but this is from a book called Light Filters in Poems by Caroline Kaufman. Um, she actually leaves her Instagram handle on here too. So if you want to follow her, it's at Poetic Poison. And um, the way this book is structured, it's a collection, words, I can speak. It's a collection of poems. And they're broken up into three different sections of, like, this is shitty, things will get better, and then the light at the end of the tunnel. Those are not the names of the sections, but you get me. Um, So the one that I'm reading now uh, is no title to this one. So find yourself in a page. Look at where you are. Find your past in the pages before. Look at all that you have survived. Find your future in the pages after. Look at all that you have ahead. This is not the end of the book. You are right at the heart of it. Keep reading. And I think I love that for many reasons, mostly because when we're going through something, it's really easy to be like, this is how it ends. Like, this is it. This is the most fucked up it will be. And really it's a very good reminder to say, okay, but look at all you've gone through to get you to here. Look forward to all the, the good that could happen from here and know that you're not at the end. This is not where things have to be. Things don't have to stop in the worst place possible. They can move forward from here and and you have more of your story to write. You have more of your book to read. And and for the deep reader that I am, I think relating it to, to a story that you're telling is poignant for me mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm not at the end of this book this is not how my life this is not the peak of what's going to happen in my yeah, life and there's, there's still going to be chapters added to it right there's still so much more to go so yeah that's where I'm at I like it it's really pretty thank you and of course of course I'm quoting more poetry because I feel like I only ever quote poetry when we're doing these but that's 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 you it's me it's who I is yeah and mm-hmm. it's just I hope you guys enjoyed it because, you know, 
this quarantine has us all types of fucked up. Oh, yeah. We like to be that um, positivity in your life. <laughs> yes. Yes. A little bit of humor and a little and a whole lot of positivity. That's that's our goal for this. Yes. And our crazy shenanigans in between. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but I think that's all I have. You feel good? I feel good. Okay. So um, remember to subscribe, rate, review on our platforms. Follow us on our Instagram at On Wednesdays We Drink Podcast and on our Twitter at OWWD Podcast. And I think that's it. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for um, joining me on the first time I've tried bananas in 10 years. Yeah. So. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wild ride. But anyway, so remember to keep it wicked. And seize the day by the cupful. Bye, love. Bye, love.